everybody. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome back. Zen Parenting Radio, sponsored by Helping Hands Maid Services, Tree of Life Chiropractic, and Abbott Company. We'll be talking about them in a bit. All right. So what we're going to talk about today is... Self-help. Self-help. Shocker. Well, no. You know, it's, it is... Well, maybe it's not a shocker. No. But the thing is... We've got a lot of that going on in our household. We need a lot of help, for goodness <laughs> sakes. And the only people that could help us... Is us. Is us. And that's what I want to talk about because I've gotten, in the last couple of weeks, I got an email from someone. Um, someone said this to me in person. Anyway, it keeps coming up, so I know we need to talk about it. They say things like, my husband doesn't believe in self-help or... My kids my ki- I, suck because they're doing the wrong things. Well, no, that's not the path I'm going down. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about a person, the whole concept of believing in self-help. Okay. The word self-help has become almost synonymous with new age. Yes. And those two words, or those two, they're more than two words. Those are four words. That's four words. You self-help. were always good at math. I was always good with addition. Self-help and new age, just throw those words away. If you need to, because I think what it, it's doing is it's blocking people mm-hmm. and they're saying anything that self-help is bad. Like your friend who um, shall remain nameless Brian. who said that Brian. He doesn't no listen to the nameless. show. He okay. listened to the first show ever and he hasn't listened to one since. So well, he will not listen. He, every author that I have on my shelf who I find to be, um, you know, wonderful teachers, he commented that they're all just in it to make money and it's just a business for all of them. And he's jaded. Well, in, in, in. I think a lot of people think that. And I have thoughts of when I see that stuff too but the passing but go ahead. and here's the thing i'm not in denial that they're that they need to make a living right you know we all that's kind of like a self-love thing like i used to give away services for free all the time right and i realized i can't survive right. if i do that so of course these people are making money and mm-hmm. if they make a lot of money because they're doing good god bless them, god bless them. Right. same with people who get annoyed at oprah or whatever uh hello they're putting a lot of love into the world right but for someone to say i'm simply not going to even Look at that or think They're about it. They're not going to entertain the idea of reading a self-help book or listening to somebody who might help me because they're charging money for it. They're charging money. That's crazy. Right. I mean, there is... You Even know, though Zen Parenting Radio is free. It is. But if you want to give me money, I'll take it. But see, these are the things we get to do because we charge in other areas, meaning you have a full-time job beyond right. this. I sell books. I you know, do presentations that I get paid for. And then I get to do these other things I love and not worry about it being an income-driven thing. Right. You know, it's that's that's life. That's balance. Right. But I guess the the thing I want to go back to is the word, if the word self-help or new age is getting in your way where it makes you cringe, Mm -hmm. use a different word. Any suggestions? Um, uh, Self-knowledge. I'm learning how to be more loving. I'm learning how to understand my soul. Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to get to my purpose. I'm learning about what life means. Yeah, the meaning of life. The meaning of life. I'm learning about- Why am I here? Yeah, how to fill myself up. I kind of like, why am I here? Why am I here? Well, then, do you, don't you feel like some people get really focused on, like, what's my job going to be? Why am I here? Um, I think some people do, but I think other people, like, my whole, you know, I bring up this men's group that I facilitate, and a lot of guys are really embrace the idea, and other guys uh, don't even respond to it because they don't need it, and that's fine. My challenge is... If all life is is going to work and providing for your family and not looking at something a little bit deeper, for me, 
it seems like I'm spinning my wheels. Well, and I feel like we have enough stories to verify that, um, that, you know, people who have come into great wealth, because a lot of people in this world, in this country, believe that if they had enough money, they would be happy, completely happy. If they were famous, they'd be completely happy. Mm -hmm. So then there are people who win lotteries or who do hit it big time and make a lot of money. And some of those people are the loneliest, saddest people. And end up being the poorest, for that matter. Poorest internally. And many of them, you know, I I don't know why, but Kurt Cobain keeps coming into my head. And I know that he had mental, you know, some other issues going on. He has uh, some depression issues. He has some depression issues. But he then, okay, so he has depression issues. And then he becomes Kurt Cobain. And then he, he was even married with a child and had all those things that you think someone wants. And he couldn't be here. And the reason he couldn't be here, that I can't speak for him, but I will say in a general way, is because he had self-hatred. Yeah. Because no one who had, no one would kill themselves if they didn't feel, who had self-love. Correct. So, so step one, learn how to love yourself. Learn how to love yourself because it's really all there is. And, and, and maybe make a shift in your perception of self-help or looking inward or something like that. Because yeah, what would a man want to call it? Because they're usually... I don't I hate, know. I hate to say this, but it's usually women telling me, my husband doesn't believe in this. Right. So what does that mean when, when a, a woman says that? I think my my response to that is, is if the woman tries to convince the guy that he needs it, she's spinning her wheels and okay. she's going in the wrong direction. The best way to do it, if if there is a scenario where the woman is having a... Um, has a perception that her husband isn't getting it or doesn't do enough about helping themselves is be the example. And that's what you did for me. You went to go see Linda, our coach, and you never asked me to do it. And through time, over a long period of time, I got comfortable with the idea of saying, oh, maybe I can use a coach too. Right. And if you would have said, hey, I need you to go here too, because because you, you need to be better. Right. Right. That's not going to work. Now, if it was a marriage thing, like if we were struggling from a marriage perspective, that's different because that is that's, two people. That's two people. In you the weren't trying to work on our marriage. You were trying to work on yourself. Right. And you never asked me to work on myself. I mean, you left it open for me to walk through that door, but it took me a long time before mm-hmm. I want to walk through that door because guys need to be accepted as they are. And if the wife if the guy perceives that the wife is not accepting of him as who he is, he's going to resist and walk in the other direction, emotionally, physically, or And whatever. become defensive, too, correct? Absolutely. Because that's the piece. Is As women, we understand, and, and many men understand this, too, but we're just going to speak in huge generalities right. right now based on the question that was posed to me or the statement of my husband doesn't understand why I do this or doesn't believe in it, is that... We understand that wanting to be better or wanting to understand ourselves deeper or wanting to come from love more often is just natural growth. Evolution. It's, it's evolution. Yeah. It's a, it's, you either grow or die. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, and, and when I say diet, Evolve. I don't mean like you literally keel over. I mean like something in you dies right. where you either keep learning. And, um, and I think men know that too on an intuitive level, but there's a sense of if you tell them that, they somehow then perceive that as a a fault. I'm not or, good enough. Or not I'm good a enough. failure. Even though I go to work and I provide for the family and all of a sudden I need to do this too, you know what? You don't love me for who I am and I'm going to resist. So let's break this down. So one thing for the women who are saying, my husband doesn't believe in this. Number one, my, my thing is come up with a different word. Okay. Instead of say self-help or new age, or you have to read this author or do this, you can just say, I am trying to 
um, feel better about myself because if I feel better about myself, I'm better for you. Mm-hmm. I'm better for the kids. But I think the key is to start by doing it before right. you start talking about to your husband about doing it also. Don't you think they're mixed though? Because if you say you want to go to a retreat or you want to read this author, you want to watch this show, and they're like, why are you watching this? Then you answer. Right. But if the guy's got to ask that question. He might not even want to. He might not even ask that question. Okay, go, go ahead. Right. So we'll just put them in partnership, okay. like hand in hand. Is that if they ask, why are you doing this? Because here's the thing. I'm 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 giving these talking points, and now I'm diving into a different issue. But don't you think they can feel scared? Because if their wife is like, I want to grow and learn more, they may say, Oh no, what if then she doesn't love me? That's that's a possibility. And and speaking from our experience, mine was never that you might not love me, but. You were growing in certain ways and having these realizations about yourself, and I wasn't. I was working, and I was being a good dad and being a good husband, but you were having all these revelations about yourself, and I wasn't. And I was, I don't know, I guess I was jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I need to get in on this too because you're happier. You seem more content. you got a better energy about you. And, hey, man, can I, can I come along for the ride? But I needed to see that happen. Right. Before I was ready to jump in. And I think what a lot of people do, especially women with their spouses, is they say, well, I'm doing this, and if you love me enough, you'll do it too. And the thing is, is with everything, you have to remember this. You've got to start with yourself, and you've got to start with your own self-love and allow that. But don't do it to show it off. Mm-mm. Just do it for you. Which, which goes into what I think we might talk about a little bit about, as far as showing it off. Yes, else. yes. But go ahead. But that, you know, you... Do it just for you, period. Right. I feel like I don't even need to see it on any other words. And the thing is, is that you will have more love. Your significant other will get something from it. But instead of making it talking points with them and explaining to them why they need to do it, and that you're just, you're putting it out instead of doing it in. Mm-hmm. Don't ask other people to do it. Walk the walk. Right. Live from the Live inside out. Live from the inside out, out. Instead of from the outside in. Exactly. If you're doing it for external validation. validation, you're not doing it for the right reasons. I went through a very long period of time, probably in my late 20s, early 30s, where um, I knew this stuff intellectually, conceptually. I'd read enough books that I knew it was who I was. I had read enough things to be like, this is so important. But I liked telling everybody else about it. Mm-hmm. And I liked talking about, oh, you've got to read this book. And, oh, and this is the best. And, and I was coming from a good place, yet I only had it on a very surface level. Right. Because even though I'm now preaching the word, that sounds very preaching religious. The word, yeah. I am now sharing what is important to me with Hope, other people. Hoping to connect, having it can make other people have certain connections. Exactly. Also. But I don't care what you read or what you do or how you do it. Right. That's the thing I've disconnected from. You don't even have to tell anyone that you learned it on Zen Parenting Radio. Right. Actually, you probably want them to, don't you? Absolutely. But you, just that you don't, it doesn't matter who it comes from or why or where. You, it, The point is, is to spread the, the information that you... So Are how do you You're correlate my last sentence? How do you correlate that? <laughs> my most important point. Okay, Sorry. Go ahead, honey. How do you correlate that with how we always talk about don't be afraid to shine? Because what I'm reading into what you're saying is do it for yourself and forget about all the other external factors. Exactly. While at the same time, don't be afraid to shine means I am proud because this is who I am and this is what I'm doing and I'm going to stand on my my 
platform and shout at the mountaintops? I know exactly how to answer that. Okay. Detach from the outcome of that. Okay. A lot of people shout from the mountaintops to get the external validation so everybody says how wise they are. Okay. And so everybody says, look at what that person knows. And, oh, my gosh, you know, the whole guru syndrome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow that person. Mm-hmm. The opposite is shine. Talk about what you love. Be who you are, but don't be connected to how everyone receives it. Right. Because there are plenty of people who, you know, just people who say to me things, who look at a book I read and say, oh, that's ridiculous. And I don't, my job in life is not to then tell them why they're ridiculous. It's to say, okay. Right. You know, and, and if they have another question, I'll answer it. But you detach from how everybody else perceives it. But that doesn't prevent you from saying Heck it. Heck no, because then you're an ego again. Right. Because the prevention is then you not doing it because you're worried about what other people think. Right. Then you get inside your head and start playing games in your own head. And exactly. That's something that I was kind of struggling with as far as us talking that about That we this. were just discussing this this morning. So, um, so explain that story. I'm going to explain that story, um, and it has to do with me going on a camping trip. But first, let's talk about our partners. Okay, I can see. You start with uh, Helping Hands Made okay. Services. Okay, so helpinghandsmadeservices.com, um, which is our um, newest partner, and we love them dearly, and they have this really cool back to school special where they will take $50 off a deep cleaning. And we had a deep cleaning and it was awesome. And um, that goes all through all of August. Mm -hmm. And so it's a back to school special, $50 off um, helpinghandsmadeservices.com. And um, I will also speak of um, tree of life chiropractic. Um, Something that Todd and I are doing now when we go there is we're checking in on our phones. Um, I feel like that's another way to spread the word because people see it on the news feed. So if you're going to see Dr. Kelly already, for those of you, I know there's many in the Chicago area who are, who have listened to the show and now seeing Dr. Kelly, check in and say that you're there. And if you're not from here, just go to her Facebook page and like her page, Tree of Life Chiropractic. Last but definitely not least is Avid Company, painting, remodeling, rehabbing all over the Chicagoland area, 630-956-1800. And as you said, if you can't do anything other than just liking our partners on Facebook, that would be a great help to us also. Go for it. So um, we were talking about ego and what to say and what not to say. And um, over the last few months, I have made a realization that something that I have wanted to do was to go camping by myself. And um, I just got back from my camp trip by myself. Uh, It was just two days, one Mm -hmm. night, and I just got back yesterday. And that may be like no big deal to a lot of people out there. A lot of people love to go camping Because that's by normal for them, right? That's normal for them. But for me, just to give you a little bit of background of who I am, even in college, like I, I have always had this fear of being by myself. And my example of that is in the fraternity house that I was in, uh, whenever anybody had a chance to get their own room, they would jump at that fact. One, because you could study, but two, if you happen to find a partner that night, you can bring them home without distraction. Most important thing. Studying first. And then they put a flag up yeah, over their bed because that makes all the difference in privacy. The flag is yes, a lot of the privacy. Flag, the flag helps. So I had that opportunity my senior year in college, and I didn't want to do it. I wanted to be with my roommates, and I wanted to have fun, and it's no fun being by yourself. Mm, isn't that a funny statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, um, over time, have had... I've built up this anxiety towards being by myself. Like, I don't really meditate in a formal way you do. I do certain sitting, thinking things. But it was a kind of a big deal for me to do this. And some people might make fun of me for that because it's really not that big of a deal. But for me, it was a big deal. So I went away, and I basically sat in quiet for a few days. And I brought one book with me, and I brought a notebook. And all I did was kind of sit there. And I read a little bit, and I wrote a little bit. But for the most part, I was just spending time with myself. And what was the 
the the fallout from it? No, no, no. Fallout sounds negative. What what do you what want everyone to know? I, it was it was it, it wasn't like this earth shattering experience, but I'm so grateful that I did it. One because I overcame this kind of childish or maybe not so childish fear of camping alone, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm 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 slowly kind of making friends with the idea of solitude is not such a bad thing, and I've always kind of looked at it as a bad thing. So how this pulls into ego thing, like I didn't want to bring it up on the show originally because I'm like, oh, I didn't want everybody to say, oh, look at Todd. He thinks he's so tough because he can go camping by himself. (laughs) And then uh, we talked about it about an hour ago. And I'm like, you know, I think even if people think that, who cares? The bottom line is it's something I'm trying to do to have some type of time for self-reflection, recharge my own battery. And I'm definitely going to go back and do it again. So that's my two cents. Well, and I want to comment on the camping, but also about what you said. Here's the funny thing about people. What all of us do is when we have something we want to share, we have this voice in our head that says, oh, but what if people think this and what if people think this? We can't ever know what anyone else is thinking. Do you know that? Right. We can pull from our brain, which is just a processing machine, as we always say on this show, and think that we know that other people will think this. And heck, maybe five people do. But out of the millions of people that listen to this show, millions. are there millions? Tens of millions. I'm, I'm projecting that as a possible thing. Right. Um, I'm thinking positively. But as all the people who listen to the show, we don't know what they're thinking. Right. And it's ridiculous of us to to not say something that is loving and meaningful. Again, I always temper right. saying that negative things. Right. But it's something that is level or something that is um, loving to to assume that other people don't want to hear it because for the people who don't want to hear it that's fine and they're not going to hear it. they're, they're not, not going to hear it either they hear it and say Todd's an idiot and they never turn on again and they let it go or the or the people who wouldn't want to hear it wouldn't be listening to the show anyways and the people who do want to hear it are getting it right. and that's the only thing that we can do and um it, and just as because you brought this up um before we started about my blog yes you kind of had your own little I had my own little thing I wrote a blog on Friday. Um, literally off the top of my head in the morning. And there was a, before I posted it, I had a moment, and you guys know I've been blogging for a long time, so I put things out into the universe all the time. But for some reason, I had a moment of, well, people think that I'm... Uh, maybe I shouldn't maybe do I this. Maybe I shouldn't do this because it sounds like I'm... Because I was saying comments that my kids said, and I just didn't know what the response would be. Right. And I always have that moment, mm-hmm. or maybe it was more like five minutes. Right. But the key is is can you have the moment, can you feel that, and still do what you want to do anyway? Mm-hmm. Can you? That's what standing in the bats is. Right. Remember last week's show, we talked about Bruce Wayne standing together. in his fear. Can you stand in that and say, yeah, people might accept it that way? Because it would be a lie to say, no, everyone will love it, Kathy. Right. Some people may not. Right. But can you stand in that? And I posted this blog that took me not very long at all, but came from my heart about beautiful things that I had um experienced last week and the irony is it's not really about necessarily how many likes or anything but some of the people that i really respect in my profession commented on it and said this is great and you should do this every week and and i wasn't going for that and i wasn't looking for that but it came but it came anyway and it was interesting because it was probably something i spent the least amount of time on but it came from the most authentic place so a lot of the people listening probably hasn't read your blog and would you mind if i kind of read the few that meant the most to me just one or two though okay just so we can send them there jc our daughter um this was number one jc talking about a classmate that tends to get in trouble in quotations He's not mean or anything. He just doesn't always make good choices. I really love it when he laughs. It's a good laugh. And we should, probably should talk about the title of the blog. 
The title of the blog is 10 Beautiful Things I Heard or Read This Week in No Particular Order. And then the other one is about Cameron. i got to say that okay. one, too. Cameron, because uh, we went downtown Wednesday and we night. saw the fireworks in downtown Chicago. And Cameron, after seeing a homeless woman sitting on the sidewalk in Chicago, she asked, she has no place to live? That's not right. What are we going to do? And what, because uh, I was. That still makes me teary. Yeah. And it um, was just a wonderful, what are we going to do? What are we, be, and what I love about her is she didn't even think I'm not going to do anything or that it wasn't part of our responsibility. You know mm-hmm. why? Because she knows oneness. Mm-hmm. She knows that if that person's struggling, then everybody's struggling in some way. Every person who passes that person feels a sense. Well, the thing is, we used to ask that question. Cameron's question is, what are we going to do? As kids, we all ask that question. This does not make sense. Why is this person on the sidewalk? And what are we going to do about it? In this minute, Mom, what are we going to do? And what... and. What we as adults do is we walk by them all the time because they're everywhere and we're jaded and we've been pushed off. And, you know, when we think, when we say kids know everything, that's how we need to be more, we need to emulate our children in such a way. We need to ask those same questions. And our children are our teachers in that way. And we think that we're the ones that are going to bestow all this knowledge on them. That's BS. They have things to teach us if we just get out of our own way and listen to the kids. And then the last thing I'll say, and then I'll shut up, is we have to we we talked about JC and Cameron. We can't not talk about Skylar. Oh, so Skylar's was number six because she went to this um, thing at our Bible school. It's called VBS. This retreat at our church, and it says Skylar, after being asked what she learned in Vacation Bible School. Jesus came here to teach God to everyone. <laughs> because I think I, I asked the question. We're having a discussion in the car on the way to the fireworks. I said, who was Jesus and why was he here? And that's her that's answer. Said, Jesus and how came. much more clear can an answer be than that? And what I love about that is sometimes, um, you know, I get caught up, you know, and again, words. We were talking about the word self-help and, you know, new age and how those words can put people off. I get put off by the concept that um, there is only one way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so that can be a part of Christianity that I struggle with is that, you know, that there's only one right way and everyone else is wrong. And what I love is that Jesus came here. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, my belief system to teach us about God right. and to teach us about love and to teach of what lives inside of us. He, right. as people call the Christ consciousness, he understood it and so he came here to say to everyone you are all god's children we all belong to you know we are all one and so her her sentence that she had put together which was not from us she she created that was it made it made me go huh you know jesus came here to teach god to everyone and yeah and she said it in such a succinct way it was beautiful it was beautiful thank you skylar thank you for that so and there's uh whatever however many more on that list so go to chicagonow.com the self-aware parent or you can like self-aware parent page on facebook or zen parenting radio it's posted on all those pages yeah and make a comment and say how awesome you are Uh, who that i am yeah you but I am detached from that outcome. You can detach all you want, but okay. I'm still going to promote you and say, do me a favor and put a nice comment on <laughs> Well, you're kind. Um, That's nice. I don't know. We're kind of flying by a seat of our pants, but I feel like I know we don't talk about religion on this show, but okay. we kind of just talked about it. Okay. And I feel like it would be a good thing to answer the question of one of our listeners. Okay. Don't read that whole thing verbatim, though, because you Bottom scare me is... when you do that. It's boring. <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> you read something and everyone's like zoning out. No, when you, read, you are zoning out. You. To you. Uh, to you. All right. Here's the deal. We have a listener. He's got a two-year-old daughter. He uh, practices Buddhism. His wife is a Lutheran, and he's wondering, how do I teach my daughter 
about these two different religions. Uh, I don't want to confuse the kid, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, do you have any insights? And my insight is why do you why did why does it have to be one way right. can't you teach your beliefs to your daughter and mom teach her beliefs to their daughter and say maybe it's a mix of both or maybe you know you kind of decide i can't tell you we don't tell these kids what to believe or to think but just say what means most important to you, right? Well, absolutely. And I have a very deep thought. Did you see my deep thought coming? I saw, well, I saw <laughs> I the deep thought face. You kind of <laughs> looked about three feet above my head, blank stare, and I knew something was I coming. I call that a download because it's not from me. Right, okay. I feel like it just comes from you you know, somewhere else. Is that it's exactly the same thing as the self-help new age thing. The whole concept of if we're going to use those words or is to understand that everything is about love, Mm -hmm. okay? At the very core of everything, at the very core of everyone's soul, it's about love. That's what every religion is based in. How people interpret it is is where we get messed up, up, where people start to feel the need to go to fast food restaurants and prove things and other people start saying that people can't have businesses and, you know, those kind of things. Tiptoe around everything. Why don't you just say what it is? Because uh, people know. You know, like I don't want to take. I don't want to get too. We we're talking about religion and politics simultaneously. Yeah, it's like is, the, the we're really two ostracizing a lot of our. Um, but the thing is, is when people start to say there is only this, and there is only this, and there's only one way, and you're wrong, and I'm. That's where religion gets confusing. Mm-hmm. The core of every religion is know yourself, love yourself, give the love to other people that you have for yourself. And if you, if they can, these parents teach those core principles, then what their child is going to understand is that it's different paths and different language, but the same outcome. Going to the same place. It's just, and and she may pull, I feel like you and I are, are very similar to this in that we have so many, there's so many beautiful things that we've read, you know, in our beautiful church and, you know, yoga and Zen parenting and um, Buddhism and all these beautiful concepts. And you pull them all into yourself and you realize that they are all putting you on the same path to love. And so if you can do that, who cares about what word it is? Mm-hmm. If you can, you know, the teachers that that really resonate with mm-hmm. you, the ones that you really feel, those are the ones that teach you about yourself. Well, and it goes to labels. And I just think labels are so divisive. I am this, you are that. Right. And right. really it's about teaching goodness and kindness and exactly. love. And regardless of whether or not you're a Buddhist or a Jew or a Christian or whatever, that's it's really about that and let's get really deep giving love you know people say we have to give and you have to serve the only way you can do that if is if that lives inside of you right people otherwise you're you're, you're, you don't have it you're you're pretending if even if you think you have it you don't you need to have it and that's why people hate their work Mm -hmm. and that's why people can't stand or don't have don't want to give to people or feel that people are taking from them because they don't have anything to give Mm -hmm. so the only way for you to be of service the only way for you to love others unconditionally is if you do that for yourself Mm -hmm. and and people say oh that's crazy that's new age whatever whatever call it something else call it progress you know progressing or evolving or call it whatever you want but i don't really see i don't that's isn't that what it's all about yes 
I mean, we really? just get distracted by the words, by the words and the world and the obstacles and everything else. But I know, and by fear, Todd, because people think that if they're not worrying and if they're not afraid, and who if, are they? That not only who are they, but that that's really what's getting things done in this world. Right. But there's it's an illusion. Right. They think that anxiety and stress is is helping them do things. Love would help you even more. I need to downshift into some oh, small talk. You don't want to go deep anymore. Well, it, there might be some depth to this. Um, okay. We have these wasps nests in our garage. Yeah. Yes. And they are kind of, they're in our garage and they've been working on these nests for like a long time, like two months. Yeah. And my sister was over and she's like, oh my God. And I've seen them and they don't bother yeah, me. Yeah, I saw them today. They're in there. And the girls don't really go near them. But Shane and my three daughters are like, you got to get rid of them, got to get rid of them. And I don't have the guts to destroy these nests. Yeah. Am I a wimp? Well. And it's not because I'm scared they're going to bite me. It's because they've been working so hard. They don't bite. They, they sting. sting. They've been working so hard, and we don't go play in there anyways. If I go get a bike off the rack, they don't mess with me. They don't mess with me. They don't even Why go near Why am us. I destroying right. these wasp nests? Well, fear. Be- because part part of me as a mother would say, well, because I don't want them around my kids. My kids are in there. But the, like you said, they're not flying around. They're no. in their own area. It's interesting that you say that because we just went into the garage today to get something down. And the girls looked and said, hey, their nest fell. So that nest that they've been working so hard on had fallen. And there were still about 10 wasps there starting over. Yeah, they're starting over. And I said to the girls, I go, you know what I love about insects or just nature? They it's just pers- it, it perseveres. Yeah. They're like, oh, it dropped? Okay, I'll start again. Yeah, so, they don't complain about it and they don't have to go to therapy about it and they, they don't, don't do go it. to the other wasps yeah, and say saying, hey, hey guys look what happened <laughs> so i don't know i guess i i challenge our audience to say am i a bad dad because i'm potentially putting my daughters at risk for getting a wasp bite or sting. am i <laughs> sorry a, a wasp I'm, sting. I'm picturing this wasp going so um i i guess i just don't know if i'm doing i feel like i'm doing the right thing well by not doing anything you know what honey then don't think it. You feel it. Did you hear those words? That's, I feel like I'm doing the right thing right now. And it's and it, I look at them every day, and they are working. They are busy. They busy are little bees. They are busy little bees. <laughs> and I feel like I am a destroyer of nature and life yeah. to do it. Now, if it was in a place where they would have gotten messed with us, then I wouldn't do it. But, well, exactly. If we would have had a problem. But they're inside you know, our garage. Today, it feels good to leave it alone. Right. We may go in there one day and go, okay, this is out of control. It's out of balance. Right. And then we make a different decision. Right. Okay? okay. All right. I feel all right. Love to the wasps. Love. Even the wasps. Like, oh, they're wasps. They're mean. And if it was a honeybee, like, what do you mean they're mean? They're wasps. We, let's love them. It's like snakes. Everybody thinks snakes are mean. All, all in nature, all animals are good. We're the ones that are messed up. It's our perception of them. Yeah. Yes. It's our perception. They all have a purpose or they wouldn't be here. That's exactly right. Kind Amen. Six. All right. We're done. All right. That was quite the soapbox we were on there. Adios. Everybody have a wonderful, loving week. Yep. Bye-bye.